Hey, everybody. It's Timmy Gibson. I'm getting ready to share a podcast here with you. Uh, had a great conversation with a good friend of mine, Craig Hagen, who is the grandson of Kenneth Hagen. And of course, the son of Ken Hagen. Um, this is uh, Kenneth Hagen actually is uh, for those in, in the world in that in that religious Christian world or word of faith movement um, is a really well-known, um, minister, pastor, an evangelist, uh, teacher, whatever you'd call him. And anyway, uh, Craig and I met when I attended uh, Bible college down in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, just outside of Tulsa. And yeah, for whatever reason, we just connected. We're about the same age, just similar in personality. And we've just stayed in touch this whole time. And, um, I put a post on Facebook and he had made some comments about, uh, I, I didn't, let me rephrase this. I made a post on Facebook about blended families and about the importance of uh, getting the kids acclimated to whoever you're dating, uh, if it's serious and, and how important it is that the kids, you know, like the possible potential partner and all that stuff. And, and Craig just had some really good things to say. And so I, you know, messaged, messaged him and said, Hey man, uh, let's, I would love to have you on the podcast and we can talk about that stuff. And I said, you know, we won't, we won't talk about religion, <laughs> you know, cause he, he knows I'm, uh, agnostic and, and, uh, you know, so he, you know, he knows where I'm at and I, of course I know what he believes. I used to believe it. So, um, but here, I, I want to say this before I share the podcast with you. That's why I wanted to say this little bit here. Craig is a great dude. He's a really good dude. He's, he's a, I've always liked him still, obviously still do. Um, and I think it's important. This is an important conversation, not just the actual content of what we spoke of, but the fact that I'm no longer a Christian and yet he still loves me. We're still in fellowship. I still love him. We still talk. We still have a good time. I found it very, I don't know, disconcerting. Um, you know, when I left Christianity, when I walked away from the faith, I lost a lot of really good, apparently they weren't friends. I thought they were friends, but apparently they weren't friends only because I don't believe what they believe anymore. And that's fascinating to me because the reality is nobody believes the same thing as anybody else, even if they act like they do. <laughs> I mean, that's just the reality of it. The reality is um, that it's sad that just not being a Christian anymore has made some of my former uh, that I people I thought were my friends just because I don't look at faith in the same way that I used to. Um, you know, they're they're no longer my friend. We're no longer in fellowship, and I I find that fascinating. To be honest with you, it. it, it I, I hesitate to say it, it's hurtful because I have so many great friends that did stay around and I have so many new friends. And so it, you know, it's really not that big of a deal, but it is a big deal. And it's sad that this happens within uh, Christianity and within church. And, and sometimes you see it, you know, people get divorced and they lose all their friends, especially in church. That's sad. And especially, you know, I, I've known of people that, were you know gay or whatever and 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 when they kind of came out in the 
in their church or with their friend group, you know, all their friends left them and wouldn't be their friend anymore. And that's just, that's a, that I, man, I have an opinion. I have an opinion about that. And that's just sad. So whatever, I think it's important that I did this, uh, little pre before the podcast, because, um, I've just been super encouraged and super touched by Craig's continued love and support and relationship with me. Uh, though again, we see things differently when it comes to, uh, you know, religion and and faith and God and the Bible and Jesus and all that. Um, but I, and I think it's a couple things, you know, I'm very respectful of, uh, I'll share my opinion. I'm very honest about it. As if you listen to my podcast, you know, I'm very honest about all that stuff. And if you notice, uh, when you notice the podcast that I'm getting ready to share here in just a second, you know, with Craig, I, I kept my cussing to a very bare minimum. I think I just said the word hell one time, but I did a good job. You know, I've got a, a little bit of a potty mouth and I didn't do that out of respect for Craig. <laughs> and I'm sure Craig wouldn't have even cared anyway. He's a pretty open-minded dude anyway. That, and that's what I appreciate about him. He can still believe what he believes. And it doesn't, me believing something different doesn't hurt him. I mean, right? Like my beliefs are my personal beliefs. Craig's beliefs are his personal beliefs. And anyway, I've just been so encouraged, really. I just had the conversation and I'm putting this now in front of the conversation that I just had. So like I'm fresh off this great conversation that I had with Craig and uh, I'm just so encouraged by uh, his friendship and his wisdom when it comes to uh, you know parenting and, and marriage and blended families and just some of the things that, that really are important, you know, and I do, he, he says this and you'll hear it. You know, he talks about how, you know, he cares about people and, and I do too. You know, that's one of the things I love about the business that I'm in being in the wedding business, you know, they get to work with a lot of people and, and hear a lot of people's stories and, and walk life with people. And, 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 you know, when I was a pastor, I really enjoyed being a pastor from that perspective. I, I enjoyed, uh, walking through life with people and, and being in community with people, um, was really nice. And, you know, I've found now another community outside of church, um, even though I still, I still go to church, but, um, yeah, anyway, so listen up. This is a great conversation with my good friend, the Reverend Craig Hagan from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. He works down there. He's a pastor on staff at Rama Bible Church, and I know he teaches at Rama Bible Training College. So anyway. I really appreciate his time and his um, wisdom today. So enjoy the podcast with my good friend, Craig Hagan. Welcome to the Timmy Gibson show in studio today or not actually in studio, a good friend of mine from way down in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Actually you're in, Broken Arrow, or do you live in Tulsa yeah. and just where you work? I actually is in? live. In, I live in Tulsa. I work in Broken Arrow. That's where the church is. Okay. Well, everybody, this is Craig Hagen. Craig Hagen and I we met. Goodness gracious, back in nineteen ninety one is when I came <laughs> down to to Tulsa to go to Rama. 
Um, I heard you on TV the other day. You said something, Rayma Bible College. Is it Rayma Bible Training Center or Rayma Bible College? Um, we, we now call it Rayma Bible College. Ooh, I Bible like training, that better. Training. So it's actually Rayma Bible Training College because we want to keep the same initials. So I'm not sure what a training college is, but that's the name <laughs> of our, our, our I love it. Mainly, mainly because a number of schools that now take college credit from us. And so when you go to Rayma, there's like five or six other schools that take our credits toward your college degree. So, oh, that's great. So, now, Oral Roberts University always took your all's credits, correct or no? Yeah, they, they do. Oklahoma Wesleyan. Actually, um, um, what is it? University of Phoenix online, you know, they take our credits even. Oh, so, really? Okay. Uh, Grand, Grand Canyon University. And, and so there are a number of universities that take our credits. In fact, that's actually the cheapest way to get a um, bachelor's degree is come to Rama for two years. And a lot of schools take 30 hours worth of our credit. Because it's only thirty one hundred dollars a year to come to Rama. Okay. You have a lot of Bible classes, though. Yeah. Um, which, which um, we won't even go there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, next subject. No, I'm teasing. Yeah. Uh, okay. So Craig, I did a post on my Facebook, and you know, you and I go back and forth on Facebook on occasion, and you had yeah. made a comment because I posted something about it's really important that your kids. Uh, when you've been through a divorce, which we're going to get into all this, but when you have yeah. been married, you go through a divorce, you have kids and you're out in the dating world. I had someone ask me, they said, you know, how important is it for my kids to like my boyfriend or girlfriend? And I thought, man, I think it's extremely important. In fact, my fiance, there's no way I would have, um, it would just, we, we wouldn't have progressed this quickly had my kids not liked her and you know loved her uh we would have had to really acclimate them even though my kids are older so yeah. you you went through a, a divorce years years and years ago and your kids were younger tell me about that yeah i mean you know i i have three boys and so my my youngest was two um and my oldest was nine i believe whenever i started with my got separated and then divorce took a little bit of time or whatever and so um so let's see, four years or three and a half years later, I started dating my current wife now. And, you know, it was interesting, you know, we, we dated. So here's something that I did. Now, you know, um, when we first started dating, I actually had my kids every other weekend. Well, summertime I had a little more, but every other weekend during the school year. So I didn't introduce my, um, my girlfriend at the time to my kids until we had dated for over a month. Um, you know, because I didn't think it was necessary until I, you know, really, I didn't want them to meet somebody and then like, well, I really like that girl and now she's no longer in your life. So, right. but it was interesting. So then, then, you know, they came in, she, you know, um, she came in their life and we got to know each other. Now, in my situation, this is interesting. So my wife now, I actually known her for, since I was like 10 years old, um, you know, and, but we hadn't seen each other's high school. It's been like 12 years and um, um, she didn't even know I was single. Um, I didn't know she was single. She has four kids, okay. um, three boys and a girl. And I had three three boys. So actually, the first date we actually went on, I even said, hey, um, I could never see us actually dating. I would love to take you out for dinner sometime and just get to, you know, just talk with you, find out, catch up with you. But I don't want to think it's a date because we would have more kids in the Brady Bunch if we got together. <laughs> and, and, um, you know, and for some of you who don't know what the Brady Bunch is, might have to Google that. That was, you know, they had six kids. And so, um, 
So here, so fast forward, I had dated my wife about six months and I was, things were getting serious. And I'm thinking, you know what? I need to talk to my kids about this before I get too more serious because um, if my kids are upset, you know, dragging through a divorce is hard enough. Yeah. Um, you know, now here's the thing. I mean, you have to understand, I had a house. My kids all had their own rooms. If we were to blend our family, which we did, that means my kids didn't, they all had to share rooms. I mean, we went from three to seven. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a big deal. Thank God I live in a big house, but you know, everyone, you know, starts bunking up. And so I asked all my kids, I said, you need to tell me right now, if any of you have an issue, tell me now, you know, that was during Christmas break and I had the whole Christmas break. And I yeah. said, um, um, because if you have an issue, I'm going to break up. I mean, because, well, you know, if you go to those classes, um, second marriages with kids, um, usually 75%, well, 50% of the time, first of all, when you first marriage, 75% of the time, second marriage, third marriage is like 90 something percent of the time end up in a divorce. Yeah. And so I think it's real important for your kids to be happy, especially if you're going to blend a family. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I mean, I mean, it's, that's tough to blend a family. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, um, my kids didn't have sibling. I mean, they had the three and that was, you know, you know, whatever. And, sure. and so that was to go from three to seven. And now you have instant brothers and sisters. Now our kids, my kids get along great. Um, you know, it's awesome. I mean, now we actually are working on our seventh grandchild's going to be born any, any minute probably. Wow. Um, so, so if you got to go know, real quick, I'll know why. <laughs> no, no. I mean, they're, they're talking about maybe inducing early part of next week. Um, okay. I mean, she's actually due in a couple of weeks. Um, so it'll be our seventh grandchild and, and you know, and, and things are, things are awesome, but I think it's really important, especially for kids who are young. Yeah. Now, if they happen to be older, and I say older, I mean, you know, not in school anymore, you know, maybe it's not as big a deal because they're not, if they're living in the house with that person or will be living in the house with that person, I think it's, you know, very, very important. important. Yeah. You know, and, and I think, you know, you and I are on the same wavelength, but, but I've seen people who don't care. I mean, they don't, what happens is they fall in love before they think about it. Right. You know, and, you know, that's the hard part. You fall in love with someone like, well, I can't let them go, but my kids don't like them. I mean, you know, you know, you realize that your kids didn't choose to come into this world. You guys, you made them. Right. You know? And right. I think it's critically important. And, you know, you and I both have the, have a great relationship with our ex. And I think that's important as well. Um, I mean, there was times, you know, my kids all played sports. And so I'm always, we're always at sporting games. A lot of times that my, my wife or, or her husband wouldn't show up. And we sit, usually we wouldn't sit right next to each other, but we'd sit like a robot. You know, and a lot of people like, I mean, even afterwards, we're sitting there talking and everything. And, you know, some people didn't, you know, it was, it's kind of interesting because we always had a great relationship. Yeah. And uh, I think it's very important. I know it's not always, you know, you don't always, can't always do it. Um, I know, and I'm sure probably happened. When it first happened, that we probably didn't have as good a relationship as we do sure. now. With time, um, came with time. But you know what you don't realize, or what we don't realize, is that you know I was thinking at one point in time, well, well, you know, we only have eighteen years once the kids graduate from high school. You know, we don't really have to see each other anymore. But that's not true because you know what they get married and they have kids and they have families and grandbabies. You know, I mean, you know, when the grandbabies are born, you know, what are you going to do? Have separate parties for all your grandbabies and different things like that. I mean, you know, so, so it's, you know, you're, you always, you're going to be around that ex. And so you need to learn to at least be cordial. Yeah. Um, and the other side about it is, and I think it's, I mean, kids, 
um, like I said, if they're young kids, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, God created the family before he even created the church. Right. And so I, I think family is very, very important. Yeah. And I know, I know you and I are on the same wavelength, but you know, I think it's real important now. I don't, I don't know something, um, this, I hate to do a podcast to you. Do you, do you offer any kind of counseling, you know, when you guys do marriages or oh, anything yeah. like that? Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I do three I mean, premarital counseling sessions and then I do videos, a questionnaire and then sessions with me personally. Yeah. So that's awesome. So, you know, and, and, you know, I, I, you know, being a pastor, I always do premarital counseling and no, there's been some people that I've actually suggested, maybe they don't need to get married, you know, and, and, um, because I take it serious, um, you know, because there's sometimes that people are so opposite and things like that. And, um, and, but, but I think that we should always, bring our kids in into that discussion. That's something you should, if you have kids, children, you should be, you know, talking about yeah. it. Also, I, I think it's really tough on, um, you know, especially females. A lot of times you see a lot of females that are raising their children without the father in the home and, you know, they'll get a boyfriend, you know, and they'll get really close And that, that, especially if they have a son, that son will get really close to that male figure and then they break up and, and it's always yes. pretty tragic as well. And yeah. so, um, yeah, I've always counseled couples. I, I always are people that are starting to date. I, I say, listen, do not introduce, especially if they're young, do not yeah. introduce the kids to who you're dating until you know that you know that this is more than just a possible boyfriend, girlfriend thing. Like yeah. there's just because of what you just said, there's no point in bringing someone into their life and then ripping them away, bringing someone else into their life, ripping them away. The kids are they're, you know, they're resilient, of course, but they're also fragile. I mean, they've already gone through a divorce. That's difficult enough. Yeah. You know, you don't want to go through countless mini divorces through, oh, I really love this guy that mommy's dating. And then, a, you know, six months later, boom, he's gone. And then another dude comes in. So, or, or yeah. female too, either way, it doesn't matter. I've, I've heard, yeah. I've taught, you know, I work with singles and I, I run a Facebook page here in Kansas city. It's got about 5,000 yeah. singles in it. And uh, I, I know, I know, yeah. <laughs> I know everything you do, man. I'm, I'm on Facebook. <laughs> and you know, it's, it's fascinating because they, they've talked about that. They've said that, you know, I was dating this guy and, and I fell in love with his kids and <laughs> she was like, it was actually harder to, to break up with the kids than it was the guy, <laughs> you and, know? And that, that happens a lot. I mean, yeah. you know, because you, you fall in love with their kids and then you feel bad. I, I know some people, they're like, man, I don't want to break up because of their kids. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, the mom and I don't really get along, but I, I, you know, I love that kid, you know, and, and it's really hard, especially, um, you know, um, doing youth ministry, I saw so many single moms and, you know, the, the dad was in prison or they didn't know what the dad was. Yeah. And I would see them get attached to this guy, um, you know, cause you know, they're, they're looking for a male figure in their life and, um, you know, it's, you know, it's tough, but, but I mean, we always need to think about our kids, you know, if, if we're dating and we have kids, no matter whether they're, you know, young or old. Um, now, obviously if, it's easier when they're really, really young, you know, because your memory doesn't usually kick in two or three. All, sure. all of those things that happen in life, you know, you can, you know, you can just like bury that. And sometimes that comes up later on, but they don't really have a lot of memory, sure. um, you know, but, you know, but it's really important. And, yeah. um, you know, and I think that's something that we, you know, if we're going to do a wedding for somebody, I, I think that, that we do a disservice not talking about these kind of things. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and then obviously when, you know, it's, it's really tough too, when there's somebody who doesn't have children, you know, marry someone with children. And then the question is something else that we need to ask, are you going to have any more children? Right. Or, you know, or that, I mean, that was a big thing. Like I said, I had seven, you know, me and my wife together had seven children when we got um, remarried. And so the thing, are you going to have any more? Like, absolutely not. I and mean, we already have seven. Um, now, fast forward to what happened just because all kinds of various circumstances, I end up now raising my grandchild as my child. So it's a whole other, whole other thing. But, um, so, but it's actually been one of the best things ever. Um, I'm fixing to take them to the Tulsa State Fair in a few minutes. Hey, that's awesome. <laughs> so I do have a couple questions um, that I think, but side note, by the way, there have been couples that I've worked with and that I was going to be doing their wedding. One couple, I had them, I, I encouraged them to postpone it for a year and let's, let's continue to, to go through deeper counseling as well as I sent them off to a professor, a professional therapist, a licensed yeah. therapist yeah. To, to really get into, there was some trauma in, in both of their lives. And I thought, man, you guys haven't dealt with this trauma. This is going to blow up your relationship. So before you get married, why don't you do that and see if, how that goes and then we'll reconvene. And they did, they postponed the wedding and got married a year later. And then I had another couple that just, you know, I just, cause they asked me, they said, what do you think about us as a couple? And I said, well, uh, I said, you know, the thing is you've paid me and I believe in honesty. So I think this is going to be a really difficult relationship because I don't see that you are really compatible. Like you, apparently yeah. you're hot in the pants for each other. You know, you, you seem to be attracted to each other, but yeah. You know, trust me, a marriage is way more than just being hot in the pants. I mean, yeah. that, you know, that's part of it. That can definitely be a piece of the relationship, but that hot in the pants isn't going to carry you all the way through. Uh, so you need to work on that. And they ended up, they ended up calling it off uh, about a month out from the wedding and not because of just the question I asked them that, it, you know, it was already a shaky situation anyway. And I was always yeah. curious, like, is this going to end up happening or not? And sure enough, about a month out, I got the, the wedding planner called me and said they called it off, which, which was a good thing. And in fact, the wedding planner even said, yeah, it's, it's a good thing. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of was thinking probably so too, but. Yeah. And you know, the thing about it is people need to realize that, you know, myself and you and other folks, I mean, we're not trying to, you know, just, you know, pee on your wedding or whatever, but you know, sure. we're, we're trying to help you, help you, you know, you know, and, you know, give you constructive criticism. And, and, and like I said, even if you're going to go through it with it, like we had a couple that um, we just told them as a church that we couldn't marry them and they decided to go and get married anyway, but they actually like five years later, thanked us. I mean, but they got married, but they enrolled themselves in license, you know, got licensed professional counseling Good. and said, said if they, they wouldn't have probably done that if we wouldn't have told them we weren't going to marry them. Right. They decided because, like I said, one quote, you know, your quote, they were hot in the pants for each other. And sure. They wanted to get married, you know. Um, and so they did. They're still together. They have a couple of children. And and they said, you know, thank you for, you know, for what we've done. You know, thank you for, sure. you know, you know, going through all the, the steps. And, you know, I think it's, you know, people need to realize that we do care. And, you know, right. we're not just trying to call your wedding off or, you know, you know, we don't, we don't make a habit out of telling people, you know, you, you shouldn't get married, you know, right. but if you want our opinion, um, you know, and now, um, 
you know, a little different the way our church, we don't, you know, unlike you, you know, I'm not charging for weddings, so I just won't do them. Right. You know, that's right. Right. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I'm saying you can get married, you know, but you know, I can't, you know, do them right now. So, sure. you know, because I just don't, I don't think it's going to happen. And yeah. so, um, yeah, I did um, a lot. I did weddings, of course, for when I was a pastor, people that were in my church, I of course married them, yeah. for, you know, just as a service of the church. Uh, yeah. you know, then it, then now, of course I do f- 70 times more weddings. <laughs> I mean, obviously yeah. it's my full-time job. Now I do it as a, as my career and it's, and, I, and love I, get it. It. I love it. And, and, and the other side about it is, I mean, people need to realize, I mean, you know, for you to tell them they shouldn't get married is not really good for your pocketbook. Right. Right? I mean, <laughs> you're doing it because, because, you know, we actually genuinely care about people, right. You know, and, and that's what, you know, uh, we endeavor to do. We endeavor to care about you, know, and I'm happy to hear that you guys have a counseling type thing. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, you know, because a lot of people just, you know, they just want to marry you. You know, it's because it's it's you know just for the money, but it's not about that. It's about, I uh, you know, uh, you know, it, this is supposedly a lifelong commitment. Now I know in the in the day and age that we live in, you know, people you know get married on a whim, but it shouldn't be that way. I mean, I think it's an important thing if you're going to choose to get married then, you know, you should try to make a, you know, a commitment. Sure. Um, you know, now I get it. Life happens, things happen. Um, but you know, we also should, should, you know, look, look into, you know, potentially harmful things. Like if my son or daughter doesn't like my girlfriend or boyfriend, I mean, I mean, what's going to happen? Am I not going to have a relationship with my son or daughter, um, in life? And, um, I mean, I could never, imagine that i mean you know, not have a relationship with, with my son or daughter um you know and you know it doesn't mean i don't love my girlfriend or wife or whatever but but i mean i'm you know and now something else too is some is is discipline that's something else i've seen a lot of step parents discipline their kids or their step kids and you know a lot of resentment there as well sure i know i know the way we decided to do it is is i discipline my kids she disciplined her kids i mean you know that's a good I mean, way there, to do it you know now there were a few times that she asked me you know especially when the kids her her sons got a little older to discipline them, not necessarily give them a spanking, but talk to them, sure. you know, as a man, um, you know, because they're, you know, I'm, I don't want to diss on someone's father, but their father wasn't always there to talk with them, sure. you know, and sa- says, you know, you know, Craig, can you talk with, you know, you know, you know, this one or that one or, or whatever. And man, you know, dude, I've dealt with it all. I mean, you know, I was just talking, I mean, I have, I've had three of my kids, you know, kids set class set kept kids had, drug issues i had one that went to prison for a year i mean you know it's um and so i mean how was that was that one of the hardest things you ever went through hardest things i ever went through and and, you know interesting part about it is is that um um you know um on the he he was he was drunk and high i mean you know he wow he had drugs in his system and alcohol so suddenly suddenly doesn't even remember what basically him and some friends long long story short um they're mad at a guy because this guy had stolen some drugs and some guns from him, and they went with some twenty twos and shot the house. I mean, you know, wow. it wasn't, you know, I mean, he, my son's like, well, I, only, I I took three shots at the guy's car. Um, anyway, so the whole point was is you know the they recommended probation, but because of who who he was, um, 
I mean, this one, this is on CNN actually made the CNN news, by the way. Oh, um, anyway, wow. <laughs> um, you know, every time my son went to court, I mean, the, the media news media was there. So, um, anyway, he actually got an eight year sentence and all three of the boys got an eight year sentence with the one year, um, one year judges, um, uh, whatever, you know, and so yeah. she came back in one year and the judge let him out on with seven years probation. So, um, you know, fast forward now, he's a third year Ramah student. He's preaching. Um, you know, one of his deals now is to, like he ma- mainly ministers to young adults and youth groups and tells them, you know, how to not do some of the stupid things that he did. <laughs> Here's like, how to not do what um, I did. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and, you know, these kids, you know, they think that they're gangbangers or whatever. They don't understand what real gangbangers really are right. until they end up in prison with a bunch of gangbangers. Oh, stuff. I'm sure I mean, you know, he, wow. Th- th- there's a lot of his, his now friends that are serving life sentences, you know, in prison, you know, wow. and he's like, you know, like, you know, and well, there's, there's a gentleman, I mean, a, a gentleman now, he went in like at 22 or whatever. His parents actually went to same Bible school as you and I went to, Raymond oh. Bible Training College, rbtc.org for you guys. Want to go there? Um, anyway, um, <laughs> they, um, they, um, he got involved in drugs, drug deal gone bad, and three people end up dead. He ends, wow. he ended up taking a, a, a plea deal, um, you know, life without parole. Um, but you know what? Now he's actually in prison. And um, where he went, um, where my son went, where um, they have a thing called Freedom Challenge. If you know anything about Teen Challenge, yeah, it's a Teen Challenge program in the prison, and this guy's one of the leaders there. Wow. Um, you know, so he is helping people. My son actually went to Teen Challenge while he was going to, um, waiting to be sentenced or whatever, but he couldn't complete it. But he ended up going to one of the only few prisons in the country. There's only two prisons that have Teen Challenge inside the prison, so oh, really? he went to one of them. Yeah, so yeah, I've been up to visit was, people you know, in Leavenworth several times. I've had high school friends yeah. of mine that ended up there. I had a couple church member when I was pastoring. I had a church member yeah. that ended up there, and wow. yeah. So you know he's doing really great. Um, in fact, I just saw that he's um, I got a thing in the mail um that he's speaking at a men's conference this weekend in Greenville, Texas. Um, and it's like I didn't even know he was speaking a men's conference. But anyway, wow. they Greenville, Texas, not too far from Tulsa, so they had invited if we want to come down to Tulsa, you know, we can come for free of charge or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, I asked my dad, like right before I called you on the phone, I said, you know that Blake was speaking in Greenville, Texas. And he goes, no, I didn't even know it. So, anyway, so so it's it's pretty awesome to see him now. He has a, a little daughter. He's married. You know, it's um, wow. You know, you know, you know, no what, no matter what we how we mess up in life, I mean, God can still. You know, turn Absolutely. turn life around for us, and you know he's he's doing really well. But you know, his whole point is to keep people from doing what he did. Yeah. Um. And you know, and he doesn't blame life on me and his mom getting a divorce or whatever. He says, you know what? Sure. I know the right decisions to make. I just made some wrong ones, and um, you know, I sure. I surrounded myself with some wrong people. Um, you know, and it and it ended up costing me quite a bit, but um, I think it's, I think at the end of the day, I I think you maybe would agree with this. I think at the end of the day, Craig, we're all responsible for our own decisions, regardless of what happens to us. I mean, that's, you know, yes, those things may have influenced us, may have give us, given us an opportunity to be bitter. Of course that's true, but there's no, no, at the end of the day, you got to take accountability for what you've done or said, or, you know, how you've treated people. Yeah, and, and Sammy, I think that's probably our generation. You know, we 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 do know that, but younger generations they don't take responsibility for themselves usually for whatever reason. Yeah, and I think that that's sad. 
you know, I get it. There's people that have grown up on the wrong side of the tracks or they've had, you know, bad things happen. But at some point in time, you got to choose to, you know, move forward, um, you know, and, and, and I get it. I mean, you know, you know, there's all that. That's why we have licensed professional counselors and, and, and stuff yes. to help us, you know, deal with this kind of stuff. And, you know, obviously, you know, I do believe, you know, we should turn to God. If you don't turn to God, you turn to some kind of higher power, sure. whatever you believe. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, God doesn't want us to to suffer. And, right. you know, he, he and, you know, but ultimately we have to take responsibility for ourselves. And I think, too, you know what? I mean, the, the deal is it's, you know, marriage is tough enough. Um, life is tough enough. And so when, you know, our whole subject is if you have kids, you got to think about those kids because, you know, you don't want to give them another excuse to, to turn to, well, my parents don't care about me anymore. So, I mean, I'm just going to do whatever I want to do, um, you know, and, um, you know, it's, it's tough enough. So you need to make sure, like I said, you know, you brought these kids into this world and, um, you know, you need to be there for them as a father or a mother, um, you know, and um, you need to think about those kind of things when it comes down to dating. Um, I think it's really, really important, um, you know, because there's, I mean, it's tough. Something else you should talk about finances. That's another thing. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother podcast. We'll yeah. Well, we'll hit on that because I do. I, I want to ask you a couple questions, but I thought about a, a verse. You know, here I am, a former pastor that thinks I do. I'll, I'll have verses that pop up into my head at certain times. I think it's because in you the, know the word of God. That's right. I think it's like <laughs> James, James chapter one, somewhere in there. It talks about each person is uh, tempted or drug away by their own evil desires. Yeah. And sometimes I think we, you know, well, Christians, they'll blame the devil and then other people they yeah. blame their parents or blame their surroundings. Or they blame the government. It's like, listen, at the end of the day, it's how you do what you do, what you say, how you think that, that yeah. really, really, really matters. I've, you know, being in the world that I live in with doing weddings and coaching, counseling couples and, you know, I've, I've met one couple where, you know, the, he or she, either one had a bad upbringing and they've, yeah. they've dealt with it. They've gone to counseling. They're well adjusted. They've learned from it. And I've met then the exact other person that exact same terrible upbringing and they live in that muck and mire and they just don't work through it. They, you know, does that make sense? Like they, they, they haven't dealt with it. And it's still impacting their life in a negative way. And it's the same, it's the same story. It's like each person had the bad stuff happen. One used it for good. The other one has just continued to use it as an excuse. And the sad part of it doesn't just impact their life. It impacts the life of everybody around about. Yeah. Um, You know, and that's, and that's the thing about it is, is that we have to take responsibility for ourselves and our decisions we make. And let me actually say this because I mean, you know, we're both on social media quite a bit sure. and I've seen people post some stuff, you know, like now how many times you watch the news and, and so-and-so said a deleted tweet, you know, even though you do, <laughs> even if you might delete it, someone's going to probably see that thing, yep. you know? And so, you know, if you're, you know, sometimes we're mad. Sometimes I get it. We might not be sober or whatever. I mean, don't be tweeting stuff and, you know, putting stuff on Facebook, Instagram or whatever, because that'll come back to bite you when you're not in your right mind. Or if, if you're mad, I mean, sometimes we get angry. I get it. We're, we're all human beings. Um, but sometimes we cause our own issues by stuff we post even online. Oh yeah. Um, and, and um, 
you know, stuff we don't have to. And then, you know, sometimes we should also choose our battles. Sometimes we fight, especially when coming in a dating relationship and a marriage situation, you know, we gripe, we, we, we kind of fight about things that don't really, not really worth the hell of beans. Sure. Well, um, some people are more fact, contentious, you know, it's like some people are just yeah. looking for a fight. Well, okay. I'll, I'll tell on myself. Okay. So my wife, a number of years ago, um, bought me one of those, you know, satellite radios, you know, I mean, a home edition so I could, you know, listen to it in the backyard. And I have a satellite radio in my car, <laughs> you know, serious satellite radio. So it says, um, to put it in the, like the, um, the window that faces North or whatever. So, cause it's the satellites in the North side. Right. So me and my wife had a fight over which way is North, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and now what it turns out to was what my wife thought was North was actually Northwest, but I'm trying to say that's not North. Cause my, my house doesn't, you know, it kind of faces in, a, in an angle. Right. And so I ended up, I couldn't find a compass or at that time, at that time we didn't have apps with compasses or whatever. Sure. So I pulled my car in my front yard. <laughs> and then face it, show her which, which way was north, you know. And you know, it wasn't a big fight, but you know, it was stupid. We were fighting over what way's north. I mean, right. you know, I mean, and you know, it was kind of a joke type fight. But you know, sometimes people get in, into arguments for some, something that's so stupid it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, and it really, if you put it in the northwest window, it still worked anyway. But right. Just a note for all those that <laughs> have a satellite yeah, radio. Those, yeah, I have a satellite radio and, you know, it, it didn't really matter. Well, you know, obviously it's saying if you're in the house, if, if you face it toward the North wall, you probably get better reception. But, you know, the, the deal is we fight over stupid stuff and, uh, you know, something else. And I will say my parents were really good about this. Um, I wasn't as good as, as, as my parents were, um, you know, try not to fight in front of your children. Um, especially when you have stepchildren. Yeah, because, you know, when you start fighting in front of your stepchildren, then your children, I mean, your stepchildren are going to take, you know, one side, you know, other ones on the other side. And sometimes I've seen stepkids fighting with each other because one takes mommy's side, the other takes daddy's side of the thing. And so, I mean, I know that when I was younger, we didn't have any money. When, we, when they started our um, Rainbow Bible Training College, we didn't have no money. My parents didn't even when I we ate bologna sandwiches or whatever and beans and cornbread. Yeah. But you know what? I don't remember my dad and mom ever fighting. They probably did, you know, or sure. ever discussed. I'll say discussing money. I'm, I'm not saying fighting, but you know, um, you know, I never knew how poor we really were. Um, you know, they never talked about those kind of things. And thank God because you know I haven't been as good. I will say that you know sometimes, you know, discussing you know, different things. But if you can, don't discuss those things, especially in front of stepchildren, because it's, I think it's even different than your own children. But, um, but even with your own children, you know, once, you know, a lot of times when mommy and daddy are fighting, it's just, I mean, there's just no peace in a home. Yeah. I mean, you know, and so, and especially when we're fighting over stupid stuff. Sure. Um, but, but I mean, I, I just, there's a, a girl who's actually a, that my wife is trying to help, um, a little bit. Um, and so trying to help her raise a little money. So I said, Hey, you can come and clean our house. And so she was talking about her little boy. I mean, her, her, her ex-husband really didn't treat her right. And, and, you know, she's never going to get back together, but her little boy's praying that they'll get back together. He Aww. goes, well, I'm, I'm just praying that, that daddy will find Jesus and, and, you know, his, his heart won't, you know, he won't be, you know, the way he is ugly as he is. And, right. and the, the mom says, 
says, you can pray that daddy's going to find Jesus. I just want to tell you, we're not going to get back together, you know, you know, but, but you know, your, your daddy can find Jesus. But anyway, you know, it's just really tough to see these kids. I mean, he's only like five years old. So, you know, it's, it's just tough. Um, so when these kids, I mean, his kid, his, he was traumatized by his father, um, by, by him, by what she, he did to the mom. So that was interesting, but man, kids make a whole nother situation. And like I said, you need to decide, um, is there a possibility to have more kids? I mean, I know when I was in the dating world, you know, I was thinking about this. Well, I might marry a person that doesn't have kids. Yep. And then I'm, that's my situation. Yeah. Yeah. My fiance doesn't have kids and we, she wasn't really sure that she wanted kids. And, um, you know, and I have two kids, my kids are adults at this point. So, you know, our situation's, uh, you know, way different than yours because you guys were blending, you know, truly a blended family. Yeah. Truly blended family. Yeah. Yeah, So where we, you know, neither one of the kids are, they're both adults and they're out doing their own thing. So, you know, it's, it's, it's just different and she doesn't have any kids either. So we're, I guess technically it'll be like a blended family ish. Uh, but we've yeah. talked about it and it's still, it's, we're, you know, it's still a conversation. Um, it's not off well, the table a hundred percent, but it's a conversation. She's not like, yeah, I 100% want to have kids and she's not 100% that she doesn't want. And so it's yeah, just kind of there. But it's something you guys have talked about. Cause yeah. I know some, some people like they're myself, you know, it says, you know, it's not uncommon for someone maybe a little older to marry someone that's a little, little younger. And yep. so I know some some folks that, I mean, they, they, they're like you and I, or their kids are already grown, and they married someone who never had kids, and, you know, they never talked about it. And then this woman wants kids, and this guy's like, no, I don't, I mean, I don't want any more kids. And, you know, I'm like, why wouldn't you talk about that before yeah, you, you better get, talk about it? <laughs> you can marry, you know, you know, so I are in my own mind, whenever thought about different scenarios i thought you know what there's going to be maybe if i marry someone without kids and they're going to want a kid or maybe if someone has kids but they want to have a kid together i get that now i was you know my wife and i you know like i said the first time we ever went on a date we actually didn't plan to ever date because we had so many kids and we're (laughs) never going to plan to put any more kids you know when you have seven kids man it was you know it's i mean you know one thing has something else too whenever you have more kids than, than adults um, you know, it's just, it makes things a little tougher because the kids can overpower the adults. I mean, you know, um, Absolutely. I, I grew I grew up in a family where it's just my sister and I, um, you know, so we're just two kids. I probably ruled the house cause I was the oldest. And so usually what, you know, I was also the most pickiest. So where we're going to get for dinner usually was, I'm the one that always picked. Um, so, but, um, you know, when you have seven kids, man, it, it was really hard to even find out where you're going to go eat. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, you know, everyone's arguing about, I don't want to get there. I don't want to stay there. So it's just, (laughs) now I get it. My kids are probably spoiled. I mean, you know, some, some kids like, man, I just want to have food. I don't care where we can, you know, I don't care for you to all garden or Wendy's. It doesn't matter. I just want to eat. I just want something. Yeah. You know, my kids are like, in fact, one of my kids was like, um, griping about something i said okay if we go to this restaurant what are you gonna have he goes chicken nuggets you know for the kids i said if we eat there we're gonna have chicken nuggets i'm like so what do you care because the chicken nuggets here taste better than chicken nuggets over there i'm like like, it's not even a chicken nugget restaurant you're just doing off the kids menu (laughs) hey well i do i have a question because you brought up something before we actually started recording on the podcast here that I thought, man, that this is a good topic. And, and I know we're not going to talk about, you know, religion just because, you know, we're in two different places. And by the way, just a side note, I, I want everybody to, to know this, that, you know, I met Craig in a very religious setting. You know, Craig is still a, a 
Christian, you know, I would be considered an agnostic. I'm a third-generation minister. Yes. But, but, and, but, but Timmy and I are, are awesome friends. We don't always yes. agree a lot, but, but we do agree in loving one another. Absolutely. And that's, and that's the most important That part. is the most important. That's what I was going to say is just I want everybody to know this, that I think it's so cool. Because, you know, I'll be honest, Craig, I, I lost some friends in my journey. Even though I still appreciate the heart of the message of Jesus and all that stuff, you know, I, would, I am an agnostic. And so— yeah. I lost some friends, but you always stayed consistent. You always still were my friend. And I just, by the way, to me, I'm like, man, Craig really represents Jesus in my mind, how I think Jesus people should be. Well, and, and, and that's what I believe. I think every Christian represents Jesus. I, I do believe it being a Christ follower. If I'm going to follow after Christ, I have to have love. And, right. you know, I mean, for no matter whether people believe like I believe or not. And the other side about it is I genuinely care about you. Right. You know, as, as a person, I care about you, care about your family, I care about everybody, sure. you know, and, you know, and the thing about it is people don't really care, you know, what, you know, unless I know you care. Right. And, um, and uh, I'm going to go on record. A lot of pastors, I don't know if they really care. You know, honestly, sure. Um, I mean, you know, they might act like they care, but, as long as you're giving to their church and as long as you're doing whatever, you know, that for me, it's not about that. For me, it's, it's, you know, you know, I, I feel responsibility, you know, to care whether in my church or not, yeah. you know, and well, what you believe you've like lived that out. You have lived yeah. that out. Cause I've, yeah, I've said some, <laughs> as you know, I mean, I've said some things that, you know, I would assume that you could have taken real offense to, I mean, not about you. I just mean in general, I've yeah. said things about, uh, religious stuff, and and you've always just been very loving and kind. And so, well, what, what's my answer? Is I love you, Timmy. I know, I know, <laughs> I, I know. appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't go unnoticed, and it's very appreciated. Okay, so the question I wanted to ask you because this is a this is a big piece, especially you know, especially when it comes to when I got divorced. Let me just talk about myself for a second, and I'm curious how you went through this. So. I was married 25 years and my ex, her name is Jana. We're, we're still, it was a very amicable divorce. Of course. And, and I love Jana. Too, yeah. She's a neat, she's a neat lady. You know, <laughs> we, we were you know married for 25 years uh, and it really was a, a great relationship and, and we're both, you know, happier now doing better. Now we're doing great. The, the wild piece is, you know, like you said about your, uh, your first marriage ending, you know, even though it, it, was fairly amicable ish, you know, it's still hurt. You feel, you know, you're lost. You, you're, you, it, there's all these feelings of loss and, and failure. That was the word you said, yeah. you know, you said you failure, felt like such failure. a failure and that was me too. I really had been so successful quote unquote in my life. This was like yeah. the real first big public failure, you know, where, yeah. where I failed at something, so to speak. And, you know, I don't view it that way now, you know, now I have way more sympathy for, you know, life happens, man. And people, yeah. all kinds of SHIT happens to people, you know, people <laughs> like you, like your son going to prison. I'm so, I'm just like, it touches my heart that you would even mention that. I mean, most people would hide that, act like that never happened, you know, just cover it over. I guess if CNN covered it, you can't really cover over it, but it's like, yeah. you know, but it's well, real. It's real. Like people are real. People in church have addictions. People out of church have addictions. People in church get divorced. People out of church get divorced. People yeah. are people. And yeah. so what, what, what did you learn through your divorce? How did it change you? And, and how did yeah. you deal with that loss? Because that was a, man, it took me three years of, you know, two and a half to three years of really intense counseling to really work through it. And a lot of people think I'm agnostic because of that. That has nothing to do with any of that, of my journey. 
it just happened to be close around the same time. But you know, it was happening before that. So I just wanted to put yeah, that well, out there. Well, before I talk about this, when I talk about and when our church is a little bit different, I mean, you know, if if we're having health issues or whatever, you know, just like you know, we ask the church, hey, can you you know pray for our families? And when, same with you know when we've had issues with our kids. I mean, just like anybody else, it, this is what we're going through. I mean, you know, whatever. But now, coming like said Timmy and I, you know, we both. I I actually, you know. My ex-wife and I, we probably we were best friends, and, you know, and probably we should have just stayed friends in some ways. You think of, I mean, even we talked about it afterwards. Maybe we were better friends than, than we were, you know, marriage partners or whatever. But sure. um, you know, but we have three beautiful kids, you know, and you now grandkids. So you know, I'm not saying that was a failure, but sure. But in life, I didn't fail in a lot of stuff. I mean, I was pretty successful in life. Um, always made great grades. Always top of the class. Always. You know, I mean, you know, God's blessed me in a lot of different ways. Sure. And so, you know, I, you know, we both wanted this divorce, you know, and I was actually thinking, man, I'm going to be excited when it, when it was over. But whenever it ended, I was like, man, I felt like a failure. Right. Um, you know, it was just like you. I, I, I went to seek licensed professional counseling, you know, because I'm like, you know, I need to find out, you know, so next time I don't make the same mistake. I need to find out some things maybe I've done wrong because, you know, no, no one wants to blame themselves, but we're both to blame. I mean, you know, it wasn't all my ex-wife. It wasn't all me. You know, it was a combination of both of us. Um, and so, and actually it was, my counselor was interesting part about it. She actually was, you know, I, I don't know. I went to her for about a year or so. And when, and she goes, I don't know, Craig, I just really feel that you're going to meet someone really quickly. And it was right after that's when I met my, you know, I didn't, I, well, I got reacquainted with my current wife. I had known her since I was a kid. Um, you know, we ran into each other just, you know, out of the blue. Um, and it was, you know, interesting part about it is, and then we together was all my account, you know, whenever we started getting serious, she started seeing my counselor as well. She did, she did our, our um, marriage counseling. Um, and I probably wouldn't have married her if my counselor didn't give me the okay, because, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, you know, cause I really want to make sure, cause I, I don't want to get up, you know, end up failing again. Right. Um, you know, now I will say I've had opportunities to fail a lot during this marriage. I mean, you know, that's another thing. I mean, you know, um, sometimes, and I felt bad. She's in the same way. Sometimes what happens is our experience happened in our last marriage shows up in this marriage, you know, cause, um, when she would respond a certain way, or I respond a certain way. I have to remember, well, you know, you know, I did, you know, she didn't know that was my trigger point, and I didn't sure. know that was her trigger point. You know, that kind of thing. So we had to learn to live with each other. You know, and actually, you know, I think, you know, one of the best things that happened was, you know, I'm not saying it's the best thing in life for me to get divorced. That wasn't the best thing, but it really, once I failed, and and I and I saw people come to my aid and start caring about me. The people who cared about me the most were i'm just gonna be honest they were not the best christians in the world but you know what they cared about me and that really you know in life uh, that really taught me a lot because sometimes we say we care but they're saying we care and there's actually showing that we care yeah and um and you know when i saw how some of these people actually cared some of these people they weren't in church and they weren't you know whatever but they genuinely cared about me it made me genuinely care. I mean, not I've always cared about people, but I care about people through another different level. You know, you know, and not everyone is divorced. Sometimes it's different, different things. But you know, you know, but I mean, it, it's made me care more, and it's made me, it's made me see the love of Jesus even more. Sure. And, and that's um, because you know God's love 
his, his, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter. There's said the Bible says there's nothing can separate us from the love of God. Right. There's nothing, nothing is compound word meaning. There's no thing that we can do that will keep God from loving us. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and I, I think you know, it's funny as I believe that verse so strongly that anytime a Christian has, you know, criticized my journey, I'm like, yeah. do you even read the Bible that you're talking about right now? <laughs> well, the, the one thing that I do know you do, you, you do appreciate is, is the love of God and love of Jesus or love of whatever, yeah. whatever you believe that they're, that we should love each other. Absolutely. And I think that's what the whole world, you know, I mean, you know, from a, a, political aspect you know i might be one way but you know what i love people no matter who what they believe or what they think it doesn't sure. really matter at the end of the day now you know i have some pretty pretty hard political beliefs sure um but most of my political beliefs are, are based upon earning money um right. in, in, <laughs> in, in, in me earning money in the government you know staying you know, out of it um, <laughs> you know staying, staying out of it yes. so it's it's not and I'm probably not as conservative as a lot of people think as a pastor. I don't consider myself the most conservative pastor because I'm probably more liberal in my thought, you know, yeah. pattern. Um, but, you know, I mean, I just love people. Yeah. And, you know. And you um, really and do, Craig. I mean, that's the, you know, I the, 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 the thing is you really do. And I can yeah. attest to that just because and, of my own and, personal and journey. There's nothing that you could do to keep me from caring about you. I mean, yeah. that's, you know, because, you know, and that's showing forth God's love. And I think as a pastor, if I can't show forth God's love, I don't expect anybody else to do that. Yeah. And, you know, and I know something about you, no matter where your journey is, I know, Timmy, you love people. Absolutely. And, um, and that's, that's where I think that's why you and I get along so well. Yeah. Um, because we might differ on a lot of things. But at the end of the day, here's the thing. You know what I believe because you've been there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you also know me enough to, to know that I don't always believe 100% of what some other pastors believe. Right. Um, you know, but, you know, I'm not here to take shots at anybody. I'm just sure. here to love people and care about people. And, you know, and, and I do care. Yeah. And, and I do care. And I, the reason we're doing this podcast is because we really genuinely care and we don't want to set you up for failure in a marriage. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people set themselves up when it comes to kids. I mean, yes. they, they, well, actually I think communi communication is the number one reason why people get divorced. You know, yeah. they don't communicate about money. They don't communicate about kids. They don't communicate at all. Yeah. In fact, um, um, my wife, my ex-wife and I, that's probably the thing. We didn't communicate about nothing because here's the thing. Um, every time we try to communicate, it would not always turn out well. So we just didn't talk. Um, Interesting. And, and so it got to a point, Mike, uh, we went to a counselor and the counselor says, you know what? It's like you moved into a house with a bunch of different rooms. And every time that you guys have a fight about, it, you close the door and lock the door. And so now you're in a big house with an entryway and that's the only place you can communicate on. Yeah. So, um, um, and he was absolutely correct. I mean, that we just didn't communicate. And it wasn't, I like to talk things out. I'm a, I'm a talker. Yeah. Um, she didn't. She just didn't. You know, she didn't want to talk about it. She just, you know, thought if you ignored it, it would go away. Um, it doesn't go away no, when you it ignore it. Does something. not. Um, and unfortunately, you know, that's probably what led us to our divorce because we couldn't communicate about anything. You know, and things got lonely. Um, yeah. You know, in in life. Um, you know, and actually, I told her the day that I said, you know what. My goal, I love you enough that I want you to find someone that's going to make you happy because I haven't been able to make you happy. I yeah. don't, I don't know how to make you happy, yeah. you know, and you know, she's married now. They've been married for longer than me and her, her were married. And so I, I'm, I, you know, 
I love Rob. He's a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, you know, and you know, interesting part about it is she didn't want to get married to him until I met him, you know? So I think that was pretty oh, awesome. That's she, cool. She cared, you know, she could Craig, I really care about what you think. And I want you to meet him before I even, um, um, you know, even think about that. So that was pretty, I mean, that shows my relationship, you know, sure. You know, um, and you know, the thing about it is if anyone knows me, they know I care. Right. Um, and I'm never, and I'm, you know, I'll give you my opinion, you know, but they know when I give you my opinion, it's, it's really in love. I'm not going to try to give you my opinion just to, just to ruin your sure. life. Um, you know, and I think that, you know, you and I are a lot alike yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, you know, and that's why I love you so much. Um, yeah. And the other side about, I do understand you as well. And I, and I get it. I know you're on the journey, um, you know, yeah. and, and I get that as well. So, um, you know, and, and I, you know, I, I just appreciate our friendship. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm sorry we haven't talked more, um, because I'm, you know, but you always know I'm always there. Yes. Um, yeah. Something else. Well, um, I'll be coming and, down and, to I'll be coming down to Tulsa. You'll get to meet my my fiance. We're going to be coming yeah. down there to to catch up. So. And, and and I am I'm so happy, you know, because I want to see you happy, you know, and I can tell she makes you happy. Yeah. Um. You know, and you know, it's interesting. And kudos to you. Um. When you first started dating, so you didn't even put it on Facebook and stuff. Now you sent me a picture, but you didn't. Right. <laughs> you know, and I think that that was a good deal. I mean, you know, especially if you have kids, it might not be, you know, the first time that they meet your fiance shouldn't be so-and-so started or, or girlfriend. So-and-so started dating so-and-so like, well, I haven't even met him. Yeah. You know, so I mean, <laughs> I was very, very, yes. You picked up on that because I was very, I've never, and you followed my journey. I mean, over the last three, four years, I didn't say, yeah. you know, Timmy's in a relationship with this person. And no, no, that didn't work out. Now he's within a relationship with another person. No, my dating <laughs> life was completely private until, yeah. until I met Jessica. And once I met Jessica and once it started getting serious and she met my kids, my family, you know, she's met Jana yeah. at this point. I mean, you know, uh, then it was like, okay, this can be public now because it's, it's legit. And, and I know it's real. Um, yeah. Yeah, I never wanted to be that guy that every girlfriend I had was. Now Timmy's in a relationship yeah. with so and so. Yeah, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm. Can I go? I'm going to go on record as always. Kind of wondering, well, you're doing a podcast with her. Are you dating her? Are you? I mean, I've always, I'm, I always actually thought about it you know? because there's some cute girls you did podcasts yes. with and things over the years. And, you know, I, and I, I, I can just say, let me just say this: the answer to that question is yes, <laughs> but I never did introduce them as that. I just acted like yeah, they were I, a I guest. It. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny you picked you know, up on that because I follow your social media pretty closely. You know, and so I would always wonder. You know, I always wonder. I mean, she's a cute girl, like. Yeah. I wonder if Timmy's dating her. Um, you know, <laughs> I can't tell but you I how never many times. I you that question. No, you yeah, didn't. So. No, you didn't. That's so funny because a lot of my friends would text me privately and go, hey, I saw your picture on Facebook with that girl you did a podcast with. Are you dating her? <laughs> and I'd be like, well, I you know, know. sometimes I might say, well, I probably should have said, well, you should date her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's been a, it's been but, a, but that was going on looks alone. Okay. You know, I don't, right. I, didn't listen to, I know I was listening to your podcast. Um, I did listen to some, especially during COVID. Um, yeah. You had some great podcasts during COVID, by the way. Yeah, um, we did the the and, four guys and the we did like a I think we called it four guys and a bottle of scotch, and then I did yeah. you know one one guy and three girls, and uh, which sounds like a weird title, but it was just that was who was in the room, and man, those were just fun discussions. Whether I was talking yeah. to a a pastor or a former pastor or a what whoever. 
um, it's, it's just been a, it's been a fascinating journey. And, and like I you know, the reason for this particular podcast was just the, the blended family children, how important that is to, to figure out. And, and just, you've mentioned a lot of great stuff about relationships in general. I, you know, gosh, I don't know how you felt, but when I got divorced, I thought that dating was going to be, I didn't have, and I'm not saying this in a braggadocious way, but it's just the reality of how it was for me. I didn't have a problem getting dates. That wasn't the problem, but yeah, that that wasn't a problem, but it was really finding that quality person and not I dated a lot of quality people. I just mean the, like my person, I would date someone and like, man, she's great, but she's not my great. Like she's not the one for me. And man, I'll tell you about two to three, two years, two and a half years in, I remember just thinking, my goodness gracious, am I going to just be single? Like, is this, no, that's right. like, you know, cause I'm not going to settle. Like I wasn't going to settle. Yeah. And then, well, you know, we'll see in my, in my situation, what I did is I, you know, I wasn't ready to date seriously, you know, to like maybe get married right at first. I'm, you know, but man, I couldn't go out with anyone my own age cause they're ready to get married like tomorrow. Yeah. And so, yeah, I hung out more than I really dated. Yeah. I hung out with people that were younger than me or um, uh, anyone out with me. But anyway, that's a whole other <laughs> thing. You know, I, I, you know, but the other side is, you know, um, it wasn't until I actually, um, and it was, now this was pretty interesting. So when I met my wife now, um, you know, there, there were two girls that, that um, you know, they, I was always, you know, Basically, I like they didn't have money, but they could cook. So I would go buy food. I mean, they were like my best friends, you know. But yeah. I'm like, you know, and I told them, I said, well, I'm fixing to start dating, you know, like to look for a wife type dating or whatever. And I don't know if my wife is going to like or my, my fiance or girlfriend is going to really like me to having, you know, two young girls as like best friends and stuff. Yeah. So I might not be hanging around as much. Now, it turned out that, you know, um, this um, one of one of the persons was already knew my wife and the other one um she didn't but she kind of became like a um you know like a little sister you know to my wife so sure. I mean, everything all worked out you know in the thing but but you know that was another thing and you know my relationships you know because they were just friends they weren't sure. girls i dated but but uh, i i get along with girls better than guys in, in yep. a lot of ways too, yep. from a friendship standpoint yep. and you know the other side about it was um you know, also I was coaching my kids, um, football and baseball, basketball. And a lot of times I was always assistant coach. A lot of times I had to work with the moms and things like that. And all these moms like, I don't know why you're divorced and stuff. Cause I was always really good working with the moms with their, especially right. young, you know, <laughs> um, and stuff. But, um, you know, it is, and like I said, it's hard, you know, that's the thing, um, you know, and I think, when you're doing this for the second time around, you should be a little more picky. You should decide what you want in life. Yes. Um, and, you know, and like I said, not settle. I mean, you know, I actually prayed and asked God, you know, for certain qualities that I wanted in life, you know, wanted in, in a wife, um, you know, and, and my, my wife has those qualities. And sometimes I think, man, that's been really picky, Craig. I mean, you know, you know but the, the deal is, is that, you know, I don't want to, you know, I, I, I don't want to fight again. I don't want to, I mean, I want to have a good relationship and, um, you know, and I don't think you should just settle and you shouldn't just settle. And this is for females. There are a lot of females that start getting around the 30 year old mark or whatever, and never been married, especially, or or maybe got married young and whatever. And then like, well, I I better, I better get someone before, 
you know, while I'm still childbearing air, you know, don't just settle for somebody just because sure. they're there. Um, because, you know, you, you should really think about this kind of stuff. And, you know, you know, and, you know, like, like you said, a lot of times, you know, and, and I think, you know, there needs to be some physical attraction and thing and sexual attraction, but, but that's not, the, I mean, we all get older, yeah. you know, we, we all, you know, we age, I mean, you know, we gain weight. I mean, you know, you know, you know, girls hitting their middle age and things like that, you know, yeah. and stuff. And, you know, they're not always going to have that 20 something year old body. And, and so, you know, we need to realize that. And so there has to be more than this, a, a physical attraction, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, for me intellectually was a big deal. I'm sure it was for yes. you because I know you're an intellectual person. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was a very attractive girl who, who would show forth that she really, um, was attracted to me and you know honestly she just really was dingy she's very pretty yeah. but very dingy yeah. you know i'm like you know i excited in my life i couldn't put up i mean we never dated because i didn't want to burst her bubble or anything she sure. she um she actually cut my hair for a while you know and she was my hairdresser and we would talk a lot or she would talk a lot kind of i know she's a lot handsome stuff you know but um i never wanted to um you know i was friends with her but i never you know put her in that situation because sure. I knew that intellectually we couldn't get along. Now I actually helped her a lot in some of her marketing for her, you know, for her, you know, doing hair and getting business and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, I don't want to be a dad to somebody per se, sure. you, know, <laughs> um, you know, it doesn't matter age wise still doesn't matter. Some, sometimes you feel more like, you know, from an intellectual standpoint, we, we, um, you know, great girl, great, you know, yeah. and, you know, she's done really well in life. Um, you know, but well, it wasn't for me. That's the two extremes. I don't know if you experienced this, you know, I, I, you know, Jessica's you know, definitely a little younger than me, but I, and yeah. I, I seem, I seem to skew. I mean, I dated people all over the map. I mean, I did the typical, as soon as I got divorced, I was dating a lot of 20 somethings and got a lot of, you know, pushback <laughs> from that. But, you know, for whatever reason, that just seemed to be where I was at. And then, you know, I date people my age in their fifties. I mean, I was just yeah. kind of all over the place. And what I noticed is sometimes the, the younger, the girls in their twenties, they just didn't have the stability or they just didn't have the intellectual, all the different things. And then some of the older were jaded and bitter and hateful. Oh yeah. There's a lot of, <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, I'm not very, you know, you know, you and I are a lot alike. I'm not marrying someone who's hateful. I mean, you know, we're, no, you know, absolutely not. I mean, we're cheerful people. I mean, you know, I mean, I can't hang around with someone without, you know, about laughing and being happy. You know, I, I want to be happy in life. So, yes. You know, and so um, that's just my, my, you know, that's my makeup. And, um, you know, um, I, I'm not always the most serious person in the world. And that's okay. I mean, I want to, I want to joke around. I want to be, you know, and, and, you know, that uh, you're absolutely right. A lot of people that our own age, you know, were, a little bit, you know, because of they've let things happen in their life, um, you know, stop them from from moving forward, and, and it's sad. It is sad. So. It, it really was sad when I noticed that that there was a definite, distinctive difference um, between those that had been, you know, married before and divorced, or even a couple marriages. And yeah. just bitter, you know, unhappy with the world. And and yes, you and I share that. That's probably another reason we connect. You know, I'm a pretty yeah. happy go, you know, I just you're, you're a happy guy. I mean, you know, and you know, you know, and you want to be happy. I mean, that's yes. the thing. I mean, 
you know, I and I do remember in you know time, you know, and not nothing to do with my ex ex, but there were times I was more happy. You know, I'm like, man, I I want to I want to be happy again in life. Yeah. Um, go for the rest of my life. I'm at least want to be happy. So I, you know, I poured myself into my kids. I mean, that was the most important for for me that you know that my kids knew that I cared about them, and I would I mean. You know, my boys were playing sports and I, I coached everything. I mean, I coached football, baseball, basketball. I mean, I, I remember coaching three, you know, I was an assistant coach. That way I can help with all of them. I remember one time I had three kids playing baseball at the same field at the same time. Oh my God. You know, I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, one of them I was coaching first base or third base. Can't remember. Then I'd run to the outfield um, and watch my other son and kind of coach him from the outfield. And then the other son was playing on the outfield. I couldn't coach him at the same time. You know, it was like, you know, but, but you know, yeah. I poured myself into my kids, you know, and um, and that was the most important thing. Most important thing is that, that my, you know, my next girlfriend slash you know, fiance slash wife, you know, have a relationship. And, and I will say, my kids probably like my my wife more than me sometimes. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's when I say like, you know, if they want an opinion, they'll tell they'll be more vulnerable with with her and ask her her opinion before they'll come talk to me sometimes. And, and I think that's pretty awesome. You know, they have that kind of relationship, you know, with her, um, you know, it's now it's been years. I mean, you know, sure. We got married in 2006. So, I mean, you know, oh, it's, it's been you know, a bit. Yeah. So it's been a long time. So, so grew up. Well, uh, real quick, I want to check on time. Are you good for a few more minutes or what? Yeah, yeah, I, I gotta leave probably like four, like two forty. I need to, I need to okay. Pick up my- All right. Well, let me ask you. Let me. So, since we just got a few minutes, let me just skip ahead to something. This is I usually like to ask this question just because it's kind of like a fun way to end, and it's just a goofy yeah. question. So, with all of the talk about you know the UFOs and the government releasing <laughs> all that, I'm just curious in your mind, what do you think about? And I don't have an opinion. I, I mean, I have an opinion, but I don't. I don't who the hell knows for real, yeah. but what do you think about aliens or life on another planet or if life was on Mars? Like, what are your thoughts around all that stuff so going on? I, I'm going to throw out my grandfather one time on this one. You know, so I asked my grandfather, who's, who's a well-known minister in life. I said, you know, I call him Papa. I said, Papa, yeah. do you believe that, that life could exist on another planet? And, you know, his whole standpoint, because I don't know, but I mean, you know, if God made different solar systems, you realize we're only one galaxy, you know, in all these multiple galaxies. So why, why would, you know, there is a chance that God created life on another planet. Um, I will say this about aliens. Okay. Now I know some people say aliens are demons and this and that. I don't really know, but, <laughs> but, but, but I will say, so one of our teachers, Brian McCallum, you might remember. I remember he him. A, he was a Colonel. Um, and he flew the SR 71 Blackbird, which is, you know, a real high, highest flying plane, you know, spy on China and things like that. Well, I actually watched a documentary and found out that they, the Blackbird pilots, because it was top secret, they trained at Area 51. So one time I showed up in his office, I said, okay, Brian, you might not can't tell me, but I just saw a documentary and you trained at Area 51. So I know you've been there. You can, you can tell me you haven't been there, but I know you've been there. Um, and so, um, so do we have aliens? Aliens exist. And here's what he, here's his answer. He says, Craig, I have been there. I I will say that. And well, you know, I can't talk about things, but there's things at Area 51 that I can't explain from a from a natural standpoint or a biblical standpoint, and that's all I'm going to be able to say. And so, so I took that, that there that there are some alien type creatures or some things that we don't know how to explain. Now, where they come from, I don't know. Um, you know, but um, you know, 
pretty cool. I mean, you know, it is cool. I mean, you know, yeah, even I'm, the smartest people in the, you know, astrologists, astro you know, people that stuff physics, all the stuff, you know, they say that this is a big universe. The, the, if, yeah. if it's even, if, if they say, well, one in a billion, even if it's one in a billion, that means there are billions of civilizations out there because yeah. there are so many, it's a, you know, I'm sure you follow the James Webb telescope and all, you know, the Hubble yeah. telescope. There's, yeah, so, it's amazing. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, so far, I mean, the planets that we've, you know, we've, you know, been to, we haven't seen really, you know, like human type life form, but I mean, there's galaxies upon galaxies upon galaxies. I mean, you know, and, you know, no, I know some of them might be, that might be heaven or whatever. I don't know. I, I really, I mean, I haven't gotten that far. I mean, I mean, I'm just trying to get people through life one day at a time right now. Right. Um, me, you know, me too. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and I, you know, here's the thing. We're never going to know, it's, you know, until some point in time in life, I guess, and, you know, afterlife or whatever. Um, and, you know, here's, here's something as a Christian, you know, there's been people who, who like, they can't figure things out. And, and so I always say, okay, let's just bury that. And once, you know, don't touch again in thought life. Once you get to heaven, you can ask God whether. You know, Absolutely. It's, it's, true or not hey man and this has been great we it gotta has do been it again fun. you know maybe we should do a weekly podcast together or something like that man i'll tell you um, what you know, i i think we could have a pre-talk and and decide how we could talk about faith and religion and different stuff because i know you're loving i'm loving i respect your beliefs and you know and i know you respect where i'm at it'd be a fun conversation i think people would glean a lot from it yeah and and, and i think that we are we are probably more alike than a lot of people need know and yeah. that's why we get along i think um, so and man and, and i just want to say i love you I, i'm proud of what you're doing i mean i'm i'm thrilled to see all all the different you know you have your own company here when you have other wedding efficient you know you know but i'm, I'm really happy to know that you actually have counseling or whatever so yeah. man if, if you're looking to get married you're in the kansas city area i mean you know look timmy up i mean you know because he's he does a great job and you know if you're single i know he has this little singles group here yeah um, you know and, um, you know, go hang out. You know, that's that's one way. To, here's the thing. A lot of people don't put ourselves out there and we want to get married, but we don't meet anyone. Right. You know, and so, you know, a lot of times, I mean, when you know you have this mixture or whatever, that's a great place. I know for you, it's a great place because people meet each other. Then Absolutely. they want to get married. Um, you know, and so I actually teach a single group on Tuesday night. So I get I, I get the whole thing, um, you know. So, but that's awesome. You know, it's important. And man, I appreciate you and, and thank you for letting me come on the Timmy Gibson show. Yeah, we'll well, do it again Craig sometime. Hagan, first time on the Timmy Gibson show. It was great to have you, bro. Have a great time at the fair and I will catch up to you this All week. Right. Hey, just FYI, I found out today that Tulsa State Fair is the number fifth, the number five fair in the nation. Really? Uh, 1.15 um, million people come to Tulsa State Fair. We're at number five. That's awesome. So I guess it's supposed to be pretty cool. I don't know. Um, I'll be there today. I'll tell you maybe next week. All right, man. <laughs> All right. All see right. you, brother. Take Have a good care. one. All right. All right. We'll see you. All right. Bye-bye. Right,